Welcome to the Captain Bagrat podcast, where we're on a mission to fight boring news about Asia and Australia. You know, it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it with a finger on the Asian, well, Asianish pulse. As always, we're recording from downtown Chinatown with yours truly, the mythical Madam Chan and friends. Woohoo! Excellent. So, g'day. Upper Adam, how you going? G'day. That sounds very Australian. Yes, I decided to go Australian today. <laughs> Why <laughs> but not? I, but I got my shades on because everything's always better in yellow. Of course. Ooh. Including driving like a heavy rig truck late at night. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, <laughs> when so, you're not bag ratting. I don't know when I'm not bag ratting and when <laughs> I don't have my checker shirt on. <laughs> so in Unexpected Asia today, got something very nice. Very and, nice. Yeah, very nice. And believe um, you have something that's not so boring. I have got some not so boring news oh i'm excited uh-huh. <laughs> and today's ponder ponders we're going to talk about weird sports in asia yes there's some really weird stuff happening <laughs> uh walk and woe i guess is the only way to explain it the weirdest thing i can think about is like midget tossing but that doesn't feature in the list <laughs> maybe we can do that as part two <laughs> <laughs> so and in good. secret asian asian ish it's on with a fashion model and a tv icon it's a hard one this week, so I'm going to do the uh, game, Madam. Okay, very good. Yeah, sorry Looking about forward this. forward to that. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, let's, let's get started then. All right, excellent. So, in Unexpected Asian News. So, in some really unexpected Asian news, okay, to coincide with the release of the new Borat movie, have you watched it? I... I've watched the TV. Yeah, I've started watching this TV series. Is that the same thing we're talking about? Oh, there's a movie. It's called... Oh. Yeah, where he goes back to America with his daughter. Oh, okay. To no. try and sell his daughter off. Oh, no way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the country oh, of Kazakhstan, you, you know, I think when, when a, the first Borat movie came out, yeah. everyone was unimpressed. Yeah. yeah. Didn't go down well. No. They had to extradite him out of there so he wouldn't get like... Yeah, it, it was quite perverted, and I think, I think I think when he started messing up like Star Spangled Banner in the rodeo, that was when it was like, yeah, you're taking it a little a bit, bit too, too far. far. I know. I mean, that uh, what was that bikini mankini wasn't as offensive as I yeah. suppose the uh, the flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then obviously Kazakhstan was not impressed because he completely um, swapped, you know, Jewish, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Israeli, Israeli, yeah, yeah, with the country of Kazakhstan, which I I don't think. Um, they're associated in, no. with that particular culture. No. Yeah. Anyway, so um, after all this, they have made a second movie, and apparently the government of Kazakhstan has actually taken the slogan, very nice, to a new level. It has become their official tourism slogan. Oh, I saw something about this, yeah. <laughs> so come to Kazakhstan, it's very nice. It's very nice. So <laughs> I actually watched it, and it's made by, you know, the Kazakhstan uh Tourism Authority, Tourism Authority. Yeah, 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 and yeah. it's legit, and yeah. everyone is saying, very nice, very nice, very maybe, nice. Maybe we can post the link uh, down below, right? We can put it, <laughs> now that we're doing video podcasts, we can say, hey guys, check out the link below. <laughs> <laughs> Not the mankini. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what's so boring about your news? <laughs> well, this this is interesting. So um, finally, some kind of interesting, not so political news to come out of uh, Hong Kong. Oh. And there was a family of wild boars, um, but... 
made their way. O-A-R-S, the wild pig. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. right. So like most people go to a bank to like have a have a like to take out a loan or to apply for a mortgage or to deposit some money or open an account or some sort of big life-changing moment. <laughs> but this family of wild boars um, took to the Bank of China uh, office and went to their fountain in Hong Kong to have a bit of a swim. So they'd come down from the mountainside. Um, apparently they do it in search for food. And um, just decided that they were going to have a swim in the in the fountain out the front of the bank, <laughs> which is uh, which is pretty interesting. So um, sometimes kids do as well. Yeah, but the the mm. bank security guard didn't really know what to do. He sort of had his phone in one hand and his baton in the other. He was like, "Do I call the police? <laughs> do I call the zoo? Do I try and beat them off? Like, how am I going to get around this, is this like situation?" Cruelty, if yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of security cameras trained on me right now. Um, but anyway, it happened. Um, so police turned up about five o'clock in the evening. Um, and then they also got staff from like the agriculture, fisheries and conservation department. Then they had to talk about it. Um, and then they ended up capturing them and taking them back to the to the local hillside. But apparently this is quite a common thing. So lately there's been a lot of increases in sightings of wild boars um, throughout Hong Kong. Mm. And obviously Hong Kong is an island and it's got like quite a thick, dense sort of um, rainforest that covers a lot of the island. But around the sort of coastal areas, you've got really densely populated So were kind these of city. wild boars introduced or...? Um, probably would have been given it's an island. Yeah, right? I guess at yeah. some stage, um, it's funny, the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of like island and wild boars, I think like, death, um, the, you know, kill the ki- kill the pig, cut his skin, oh, do him no. in. Like what's that, um, what's that movie? <laughs> the the book, the kids book thing. We had to study it in HSE. Anyway, um, uh, wild boars. I think of the, Lion King. <laughs> Lord of the Flies. I didn't study that. Yeah, Clearly. okay. We I was to, studying Disney too much. We had to study it at, at school. Anyway, so, yeah, they probably were introduced, but they've been known, like, generally they're pretty sort of passive. They just want to eat and drink mm. and be fed and stuff and do what pigs do, you know, roll around in mud and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> or a fountain. <laughs> yeah, but apparently um, I think because a lot of the bushland has been kind of taken over by new developments and things like that, they're, they're finding it hard to get food. So they've been coming down into the into the city and into the populated areas a bit more often. And um, they have attacked uh, in some situations, like when they're stressed Whoa. out. So I guess that's probably what some of the hesitation might have been from the security guard. He's like, are these guys going to be out? Five of these pigs could probably take me down. I've got a phone and I've got a baton. Which one should I use to get the best effect? And um, anyway, who knows? They might become more regulars at the, at the Hong Kong Bank of China. You know, like, you know, Wall Street has the bull. Maybe Bank of China can have the wild the boar. The boar. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm have sure a- there's some sort of masculine kind of banking, financial sort of marketing spin that they could um, I put think on wild boars are very masculine. I think it's a great depiction of the stock yeah. market and any yeah. sort of trading financial Yeah, forget the bulls. Like, we don't want bulls and no. bears anymore. We want wild boars. We want wild boars. So the boar, would that be the up or the down? A boar market, market? market would be like, it like, it thinks... Everyone thinks it's going one way and then it turns and it goes the other way and ends up having a swim. Okay, so it's it's a good market then. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Swimming in cash, you know. Cash. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good analogy. What news have you got for us? Well, going down south to Singapore. So Singapore is leading the pack when it comes to COVID testing. Because I right. don't know if you had a, uh, any COVID testings this year, Don. No. Or Okay, so Laurie, who was on our podcast a while back, so he had to do two weeks in quarantine because he was flying back from Jordan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he said... He felt like a nasal violation. So they stick this... <laughs> they stick a nasal violation. 
Excuse me, officer, I've just had a nasal violation. <laughs> I like to report it, thanks. <laughs> yeah. So it's like these sticks and they got like little sort of yeah. stubby things. And he said, oh, they just took it back so far and you felt like it hit your eyeballs and you just want to cry. Oh, man. Apparently that's what it feels like. So yeah. Singapore, thank you so much. They're testing this new protocol where you just breathe into it. like a Oh, you don't have to do the swab things? No, 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 so what? You just breathe into that it. That would be a dramatic change because a mate of mine works for Health New South Wales and mm. he like travels all around to different hospitals and stuff yeah. one of the requirements of his job is that he has to get tested every week and he said <laughs> oh like that God. thing when they go up your nose it's like it feels like it's touching your brain yeah and then when they go down your throat because they use the same thing they oh, do gross. one up the nose and then one oh. down the one down the throat oh God. he said it feels like it's like taking a little bit of your lung material off he said it's absolutely oh, horrible and he knows so that feeling like exactly before it's going to happen he's like oh i really dread this here it comes Once a week there it is yeah every week oh my god and that's, oh. They're going to introduce that in South Australia and a few other places. I'm as well, so, so glad I have yeah. not fallen sick during this whole period. Um, oh. I, yeah. Anyway, so back to Singapore. Thank you, Singapore. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. Apparently, you know how you usually have to wait about two days uh, for your yeah. result. Within one minute, they put wow. the result. Wow. Non-invasive and immediate. So so the cops like used to have breathalyzers. Mm. Then they had drug swab tests. Now they're going to have COVID tests as well. Imagine that. Are you? Oh, sorry, mate. You've been co- caught COVID driving. <laughs> you, that's a six-month um, penalty on your license and a, and a, and a $550 fine. That's right. I mean, apparently it's going to be about like 20 bucks US. Yeah, per, thi- per, per test. Per, per test, yeah, which oh, okay. I think is probably not as cheap as the current option but yeah. it's definitely you know less invasive yeah yeah I, I think i would pay twenty dollars for the not having the feeling of something scraping my Scrubbing. brain yeah <laughs> the option yeah so this new equipment is going to be um very versatile so the company is not just developing for covid so they're also uh you can also use it for uh lung cancer okay yeah to to find out to screen for lung cancer Interesting. Um, yeah tuberculosis i I really don't like that word. Yeah. <laughs> and tuberculosis. Other, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And other respiratory disease. Uh, these are the two hardest words I always have. And hippopotamus. Got I can't it. say hippopotamus. Hippopotamus. <laughs> don't worry. They have one Wild boars, no hippopotamus. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, on to Ponda Pondas this week. <laughs> yes. I thought we'd do something a little more exciting, like what's happening in terms of weird sports in Asia and Australia. Oh, I like this. Yeah. I really like this. This will make you go stir crazy. Ha. Ha ha ha. That was a Get terrible it. pun. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me, what, what's this first one? All right. So this is called walk racing. Uh-huh. Yeah. The Germans are always ahead of time. You know, that they're, yeah. they're phenomenal when it comes to coming up with new ideas, new technology, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and also new sports. Uh-huh. So literally, it's a walk and whoa as you spin out of control down an ice bob sleigh track in a walk in a walk in a huge walk so Sounds you can, quite dangerous it is i know it, it, so you can do it individually on a big walk of your own and then you i think you shave the bottom a bit yeah, yeah. or you can do it as um, a team so you can have like four all melded together well yeah. welded together yeah and you go down like a bobsled like a bobsled but a little more crazy like a walk sled it's not really a lot to protect you when you think about it. at least in a bobsled you have like you're wearing a helmet and your body is fully encased by like yeah. A roll cage. Yeah. Because they, they go pretty quick. You yeah. Know, like and you don't know. A couple hundred kilometers an hour and yeah. yeah. And and that uh, that ice is like rock hard. 
yeah. like hitting a brick wall sort of thing. Exactly. And one little piece of ice in the wrong spot and you hit it and it can hit you, literally spin you out of control. Yeah. Yeah. So, but at least they're wearing helmets. So that's the good part. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I don't I wonder know if how any sort of, involved, I wonder mm. if any sort of life insurance would actually, oh, how'd, <laughs> how'd, how'd you break all of your limbs? Uh, I was walk racing. What? Pardon? Uh, yeah. So that's why it ceased in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I've got another one sort of semi-related semi in stupidity. It's called extreme ironing. <laughs> do you so, even iron? So I do. I actually ironed my shirt this morning. I, I, I enjoy ironing. Um, I don't, I'm a just in time ironer, so I don't iron bulk like at the end of the week or anything okay. like that. I just, just as I'm about to wear a shirt, I'll One shirt iron at a time? It. Yeah. And then I like putting it on when it's still sort of warm. This must After be some sort been, of fetish. Okay. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, so I like, I like ironing. Um, but apparently these domestic duties are not just for housewives, right? You know, hey, yes, for people in, this like day, you. <laughs> in this day and age, um, there's a, there, and in a campaign to sort of get more men involved in doing domestic duties, um, there's this extreme ironing bureau. And basically it's the latest danger sport that combines the thrills of extreme outdoor activity with the satisfaction of a well-pressed shirt. I've seen pictures and I just don't believe why these people are going out of their way to be ironing a shirt on the, you know, on top of a mountain. Or... Yeah. So here's some more <laughs> extreme examples like skydiving while ironing. So literally you get one of those little fold-up boards and you do it on the way down and you have to do it before you land, obviously. Obviously you have to grab the board before you land as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dangerous otherwise. Bungee ironing. Mm, that sounds horrible. Horse riding ironing. Mm, okay. So history goes back into the 1980s and um, this guy, Tony Hillam, or Hyam from the, the UK, um, was inspired by eccentric brother who, uh, his brother-in-law who ironed clothes even while camping. Okay, so that's where it all started. Apparently. But now it's gone so extreme. And then there was like this international <laughs> campaign and they, there's some um, guy who's nicknamed Steam and um, he's met up with some German tourists in New Zealand and they formed this group called the Extreme Ironing International. Germans again. Yeah. But this time in New Zealand. Yeah, crazy, crazy Germans. <laughs> um, and apparently on the 10th of um, January in 2009, 128 skydivers including six free divers attempted to break the previous world record. So you had 86 divers ironing within a 10 minute period. And this even took place in the National Diving and Activity Center. Oh, so you're saying in... they're underwater and ironing? Hang on a second. I was thinking skydiving, but no, apparently- No, I think it's- How does that work? Electricity and water doesn't really go together. Yeah, I, I watched that video and I wasn't quite convinced. So uh, I yeah. see the cords, but the cord is not connected to anything. So it's not literally ironing. This sounds like a media stunt. I think so too. To get into the book, Guinness Book of Records, right? Yeah, well, like speaking of stunts, we've got um, a pretty talented person on Secret Asians, Asian-ish, right? What's the password? Captain Bagrat. Come in. Yes, as Game Master, <clears throat> Game Madam, I'm going to stump you this week. Yeah. Are you ready? I am, and I'm also quite curious about who this is because I don't really have any clues at all. I'll give you an additional uh, hint. It's a okay. female. Okay. Well, that's like <laughs> narrows out 50% of the population. <laughs> okay, here we go. Clue one. Yeah. She is English-born model turned TV personality in the 2000s with her own MTV talk show. Okay. Who could it be? Her own TV, 
MTV talk show. Okay, yeah. That's pretty big having your own MTV talk show. Yeah, I I can see a face, but I don't know. No, okay, no. okay. Clue number two. While she uses her Asian father's last name, it was recorded in 2016 that there were an average of 42,000 Google searches every year relating to her ethnicity. Interesting. Yeah, people were like, who is she? She looks so white. How can she be Asian? Right, okay. Mm, this so is going to be a hard one. Okay, so, that, so it's someone Lu or Long or like some kind of like hybrid Wang, hybrid Asian name. This maybe. Maybe helping. Yeah. The, the sounds is about right. Okay. <laughs> Clue number three. She is amused to a lot of fashion designers because of her distinctive personal style. She often appears on best dressed lists and regularly appears in Vogue, Elle and Harper's Bazaar. Okay. Okay, you got, you got nothing. I'm not, got nothing. I'm not really good with this celeb, like, dressing fashion <laughs> All stuff. right, clue number four. So, Mulberry. Yeah, have you heard of the brand Mulberry? Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. so the craved director. Expensive. Expensive, yeah. Um, leather and everything else. Bags, handbags. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so the craved director, Emma Hill, named a bag after her, seen carrying um, the, the men's Elkington briefcase. Okay. So, what? she inspired someone to make an all wonderful a, a Mulberry. brand. Mm. Wow, she must be pretty unique. Yeah, all right. It's like the 21st century version of Yoko Ono. (laughs) (laughs) But Yoko Ono looked really Asian, so people knew straight away. (laughs) Yeah, okay. But she's a bit of a... Have you got anything else for me? Okay, clue number five. Here we go. Yeah. She has appeared on the cover of Vogue four times, is now a contributing editor. And it's not that Anna lady. Babao. Who owns... <laughs> no. Okay. I got nothing. Okay, off I have it. Who is it? I'll let you off easy. It's Alexa Chun. Okay. That's yeah. what I know it is. So she's got a Chinese Can we Google search go. this or something? <laughs> You're yeah. going to be like the, the one extra. It'll be like 42,000 and, and one Google one, search. It'll be me. Here <laughs> yep, I am. So like... she's a huge influence in the British fashion scene. So she's uh, obviously... She doesn't even look Asian. <laughs> I know. That's the thing. That's why everyone's searching. What is her ethnicity? Because she, she's got an Asian name, but she doesn't look Asian. She looks pretty British. Yeah. Well, she found out apparently that she's actually 3 8th Asian and 5 eighth um caucasian three, but still that's three eighths asian is like half almost 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 yeah, yeah. got you stumped there now didn't i she was bo- <laughs> she's a british writer television presenter model and fashion designer mm. and she was da- dating uh one of those superstars uh alexander sakard I don't know who that is. She's got her own fashion line anyway. Like, she's got a pretty impressive website. Clothes, collection shoes, lookbook, Alexa's World. Are you inspired to go and buy something from her now? Not really. (laughs) I'm not really into, like, suburban punk. (laughs) Well, it's almost time for us to wrap it up, so let's chong the subject. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so smooth. (laughs) I'm all about the puns, man. Yeah. (laughs) I do prepare some of them in advance. Okay, I didn't expect that. <laughs> and the weather's changing outside. So in Sydney, it, there's a lot of rain, but then yeah. there's a lot of sun and there's a yeah. lot of humidity this year. Yeah, and windy. And windy. So they say we're having El Nina as opposed El to... El Nina, yeah. Mm. No, La Nina. La Nina. El Nino and La Nina. Yeah, which, which means, means it's like be a wet little, one. little girl or little boy. Yeah, so we're having little girl this year. Yeah, and yeah. She, she likes rain. She's... She's literally sweating a lot <laughs> and making all of us sweat. Or crying. <laughs> oh, no, she wouldn't be crying. <laughs> maybe maybe crying from joy. Mm, mm, okay. That could be it. 
All right, I think this is probably the point where we should go because <laughs> <laughs> I think we're talking nonsense now. All right. <laughs> Fag rat out. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For the latest updates and kooky posts, follow us at Captain Bagrat on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you love it as much as Captain Bagrat and we do, please support us with likes and shares. If you're really digging Captain Bagrat, it does cost us a bit to produce, and we really appreciate donations and in-kind contributions via Patreon or however you like. I mean, we will never say no to be a sponsorship. Your support will bring us one step closer to having our own TV show one day and to live broadcast it from the heart of downtown Chinatown. Solid.